Good afternoon. Good to see all of you. Um, and good to have you online as well. How many of you are joining us from online? Okay, you can't answer. But uh, we sent an email out today that uh, I just looked just look this morning. I, we just looked at the, the numbers of, of COVID cases. And um, did anybody get my email? Okay, if you didn't get my email and you want to be on our, our weekly email list, please text your email address to Pastor Andrew. Um, and, uh, and then you can be included in that. We, uh, the, the numbers were just so great as the, the COVID numbers. We need to pray that they go the other way, but we just, just said, if you need to stay home, we totally understand. So, uh, for those of you who are joining us from home, thank you for singing along. I hope your neighbors heard you sing that glorious hymn. Right, a mighty fortress is our God. If you know the answer, the, the story behind that hymn, then then you know that this is the solution to all our our problems, all the world's problems. That word continuing to triumph, and that's actually our message today. If you'll look at Second Thessalonians chapter three, Second Thessalonians chapter three, we'll move and walk through that passage together. I wanted to say a couple quick things. Uh, Again, thank you for, for coming here. If you're here for the first time, we do have a gift for you at the back table. See our greeter on the way out, and uh, we have a gift for you. Please come again. We would love for this to be your weekly routine. Um, also, Happy New Year to those of you who helped so much at our church over this last year. Just really appreciate all of those of you who volunteered and uh, have worked so hard at our church. Um, we are, or Sarah and I are planning a, a little banquet for all our volunteers and hopefully get to that in January. But I just want to really say thank you. Um, so many people uh, work so hard and uh, many of you do things behind the scenes. So really thank you for that. Thank you for giving this past year. I got so many year-end gift requests from different charitable organizations. I think that was all the emails from like... Wednesday to Friday, uh, and, and I'm learning that they actually put that in their budget, this Hail Mary at the, beginning, at the end of the year to try to bring in as much finances as they can. Um, I'm just so thankful for our church. You gave 110%, um, and that was literally, so, uh, so thank you so much uh, for, for all the faithful giving. Uh, how many of you made it to the ball drop? Did anyone? All right, you actually went? Times Square? Oh, okay. Oh, you made it till midnight. Anybody visit? All right. No? Okay. I didn't. I think we're going to do July 4th this year as a church. But that one, that seems pretty crazy, the ball drop. But it is a new year, so we're going to have a new year focus this Sunday. And, and I really want us to, to grasp this from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. So you have your Bible there. Let's read this out loud together, and uh, we'll jump into mainly verse 1 and 2. Today, though it's in the setting of this paragraph, so we'll close with just reading verses 3, 4, and 5, but we're mainly going to focus on verses 1 and 2. Um, if you would read this with me, verse 1, finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord will and be just as it did also with you, and that we will be rescued from perverse and evil men. For not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful, 
and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord concerning you that you are doing and will continue to do what we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the steadfastness of Christ. Let's pray. Lord, as, as we continue today, we thank you for your goodness to us, your loving kindness, and your mercy. We thank you for the power of your word as we've really focused on that here in our songs and the text. And we just pray now that you would minister that truth deep into our soul. Lord, may we we leave very convinced that there are solutions to the deepest world's problems. May we find rest today in your great faithfulness and the power of your unseen hand. Dear Spirit, we know that that you have promised to use your word as a sword. This is your sword. And so we ask for your filling, uh, both me as a speaker, but all of us as listeners. May you fill us and enable us to speak clearly these words, understand them clearly. But Lord, most of all, may we leave ready to change. Our habits that need to be redirected would be redirected. Our resolutions, even our worldview at times that needs to be adjusted, would you adjust our glasses? Would you help us to perceive your truth as as we need to? I pray for your blessing on our church here and in this time for the children's class. We do pray that, not just here, but uh, we pray that for our uh, sister churches. We pray for Emmaus Road Baptist Church in the Bronx. Please bless them. Um, Our sister churches in Manhattan, Staten Island, uh, all these places. May you be uh, lifted up. May your word be glorified. And we'll thank you for it. We do ask, again, for your blessing. Change us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, let's, let's jump in here. Uh, I wonder if any of you have ever run with one of these on. Has anyone ever run with one of these on? Oh. Eve, what is this? Ankle weight. Ankle weight. Okay. I remember doing this when I was a teenager uh, to try to increase my vertical jump. And it didn't help me, but maybe it'll help you. Um, What does it do? It helps provide resistance, right? As your legs continually lift uh, the little bit more weight than when you take the weights off. Wow, it does feel good. you're, You're able to lift your legs easier. Swimmers do this, not with ankle weights. Uh, but with a little parachute type thing behind them. And as they swim, they drag the water behind them. And, uh, and it helps them, when they take it off, to swim farther, faster, stronger. Um, and so this resistance involved really enables them uh, to 
perform better. Well, there's resistance that God allows in our lives and even opposition to the progress that we would love to see very uh, smooth ahead of us. Uh, God sometimes put things in there that will slow us down, uh, that will even feel like uh, I need to quit or I need to stop or I need to slow down. I need a break. And often that is to perform his work in our lives of advance. This is Paul's prayer today in 2 Thessalonians. And I just pray that we'll take it from there and allow the resistance that is in our lives, in your life, to have its course in promoting God's word to run in your course, in your life. And not just in us, but also in our community. So that's our prayer. It's going to be a prayer request for us for the new year. And I trust the Lord will will convince convince us all of this uh, today. You have two letters that are entitled 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. Um, And so you see that one, uh, 2nd Thessalonians in front of us. Uh, 1st Thessalonians, I don't know if you've read these recently, uh, but these were written around 50 A.D., So this is 20 years after Jesus died and rose again, Uh, fairly early as far as most of the other letters that were written. This is written by the Apostle Paul, right? And so you have in your Bible, you have the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then you have Acts, tells about the, the, the Gospel spreading. Then you have all these letters that are written to different churches by apostles. And because we're a church... We really take those special. Um, And so this one was written to a church in Thessalonica around 50 AD. It was written during a time of opposition to the gospel, as all of these letters were. But this is one on Paul's second missionary journey. And so, uh, I'll come back to that in a second. This would be his second missionary journey. This is from Bible Works. I love Bible Works. If any of you are a billionaire... Uh, and you want to fund Bible Works, they went out of business. And so we need somebody to, to start paying for these guys again. But anyway, this is a, a map from them. This is Paul's second missionary journey. And, uh, and here he was at Thessalonica. And then after this, he went to Corinth. He stayed in Corinth for like 12 to 14 months on the second. Most of his missionary journey was a sojourn in this metropolis of Corinth, a large city of that day. Not as large as Ephesus, which I think is like, I feel like Ephesus is like New York City. Corinth would be like Atlanta. Um, in fact, they had the, the Corinthian Games, and so Atlanta recently, recently, in my lifetime at least, had the Olympics. Here we have Corinth. Paul spends 12 months at Corinth. Most likely he wrote both of these letters to the Thessalonians from his stay at Corinth. First letter goes out. Oof. You know what? I'd look this up. I Google mapped it. It's like a five and a half hour drive from, you could do this today, from Thessalonica to Corinth. But they couldn't drive fast in that day. So, so we're talking probably a month of travel back and forth um, or news getting back and forth from Thessalonica to Corinth. But after Paul sends this first Thessalonians, he gets some wind of something else going on 
in that region. They're north of him in Macedonia. And a lot of people are confused about the day of the Lord. They think that the Lord, the day of the Lord has already come. And so he quickly talks about this Second Thessalonians. And so Second uh, Thessalonians is in your Bible really talking about that big idea. No, the day of the Lord has not come. First of all, there's going to be an Antichrist. And he's going to deceive a lot of people and he's going to make everybody worship him. Right? This is not Revelation. This is actually 2 Thessalonians written by the Apostle Paul about these, these predictive events. So the biggest part of 2 Thessalonians is about that. But that as he gets to the end of the letter, he says, you know what? We look forward to the Antichrist. We don't look forward to him, but like, that's still future. So there's going to be a lot of opposition to the word in the future. I'm facing opposition here at Corinth to the word. You in Thessalonica and Macedonia faced a lot of opposition to the word. So based on that platform, this whole letter is written. And so how is he going to end the prayer? How is he going to end the letter with a prayer? Let's pray that God will allow the word to continue to move forward. And so that's why he gives this prayer request in this passage. Um, that's where we get to this paragraph. Finally, right? So he's talked about all that, and now he's going to say, finally, brethren, now that we're through all of that, I've, I've checked that kind of right, side trail in your theology. Let's get back to what we really need to pray for. The Lord has not come yet, so let's keep progressing and pray this way. And so I think it's really a helpful prayer for us. Uh, in our culture, now everybody's facing difficulties. We're all facing difficulties at different times. I don't think anyone wants, has people in your community that want to kill you. I don't think so. Maybe you do. If you do, you're kind of where Paul is. Okay, This is what Paul lived with. He lived and died that way. Literally. Um, and so this is, this is Paul. But so we could think, you know, this is, these are two churches and they're going through difficult opposition and I do feel like um, 2021, 2022, and I, you know, we talk about this a lot, so I don't mean to beat this over and over, but there are difficulties to where we are in society, what's happening. Uh, and so we just can say, okay, maybe there's something in here for us too as a church. And I really think there is. Okay, so let's get to the actual paragraph. There's two big ideas here. Verses 1 and 2 are the actual prayer request. So that's our first point today, a prayer request, and I'm going to summarize it this way, a quick-paced word. Um, the second part of the passage, verses 3 through 5, are the foundation for which that request will be answered. The foundation for which the prayer request will be answered. So a prayer request, and then a foundation of the prayer request. And what I love about this is there's this little spot here where, where Paul plays on the word faith and faithful. Same, same root word in, in the original language, right? And in our English here. Um, all do not have faith, so we're going to have opposition, but the Lord is faithful, right? So that's kind of the hinge on which this paragraph relies, the idea of faith and God is faithful. And that really will give us the conclusion and the climax of the message of Paul to our hearts, of the Holy Spirit to our hearts, um, I wanted you to see it up front, and, uh, and we'll end there and, and really just read verses 3 to 5. But I really want to, to, to hone in, and our church family to hone in on verses 1 and 2, 
our prayer request for 2022 for a quick-paced word. So summarize it this way. You have your notes in front of you. You can fill in the blanks there. Uh, Number one, quick-paced word, a prayer request. And number two, the foundation for that would be a firmly fixed Lord. A quick-paced word and a firmly fixed Lord. Okay, well, let's jump into, uh, right there, into verse 1, the, the word, the prayer request regarding the word. And there's really two aspects to it. Verse 1 is the first aspect. He's praying for the word to advance. And, and so, thinking forward, finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord will spread rapidly and be glorified. All right, so, so we're going to dig into that and try to understand what the Spirit is telling us about how we should pray but there's the opposite to that, would be praying that we will be rescued from others, perverse and evil men, for not all have the faith. So pray that the word will advance, and then pray for those who are opposing, or shunning, or pushing back. Um, Paul's message, their message, will, will be overturned, and God's message will move forward. Okay, so let's look first of all at the word to advance. First of all, then, let's pray that the word will advance. Four questions. Uh, What is the object of advancement? What do we want to see advanced? Pray for us that the word of the Lord will spread. Okay, so this is the object that they're praying will spread. We're, We're praying that this object, this Word of the Lord will spread. Well, what is that? The gospel. Good, good. It is the words about Jesus. Um, this, you look at First and Second Thessalonians, the word Lord comes up so many times, uh, over 20 times, and, and it's, it's obvious this is talking about Jesus. The words of Jesus, the words about Jesus, the words of the gospel, the fact of his death, burial, and resurrection. Pray for us that that gospel message... The words that are true about Jesus, that's the object, the word. Second question, what is the source of advancement? Now, this is important, and this is why we need to start here. What does he say will advance the word's spread? What is the the big idea of verse 1 is prayer, right? First of all, or finally, brethren, pray that the word will spread. Right? So the source of advancement is prayer. And that's instructive to us. Right? Here's Paul, Corinth, facing trouble again. Uh, he hears of trouble there at Thessalonica. What does he pray for? Send me a great mission team. I really need your help. I need someone to design a new website. Right? We need a graphic design team to come in here. We, we need to be able to couch this message in a way that changes to be a little more receptive to the ears of our community. Right. Give me a philosopher to, to adapt this to our generation. Is that what he says? Okay, all these can be helpful. Right. In fact, we need a new website. Right. And I appreciate all Peggy's work with graphic design. Um, We need these. I love these things. I love mission teams. I love help. But they all come after this essential. If we want to see the word grow in our lives, in our community in 2022, it has to start here. 
Finally, brethren, pray. Pray for us. Pray for us. That is the most significant thing for us here in Queens. This is the great prayer request. This is the action that is needed. So the source of advancement is the prayer of God's people. The prayer of God's people. Now I love this next part. What is the, the I say the activities, right? The activities involved. Uh, what are the actions of advancement? There's two of them. Pray for us that the word will do what? Spread is one. And what's the other one? Be glorified. Right, so these are the activities that we pray that the word will engage in. That it will spread and it will be glorified. Um, so, spread rapidly. Right, what is that? That's actually the word run. Um, he's saying, let's pray that the word will run. Put on its running shoes and just get out there and run. Right? You have some resolutions about fitness. Uh, this is the primary one. Pray that the word will run. It's used in reference to the resurrection. Right? The ladies came and they heard, they saw the resurrection. They ran to tell the disciples. The disciples heard about the resurrection from the ladies and they ran back to the tomb to verify it. This is what we're praying. Run! May the news of the resurrection still run as it did the first morning. The word is strong enough to overcome all resistance. It will continue to run. It will continue to spread. But we need to pause and ask that it would be so. I love this. Um, Right now, let me move back here for a second. Uh, we're, we're seeing this all around the world with technology. We're, we're seeing the word translated into to languages that it's never been in. Um, how many of you have ever used the Uversion app? Anybody? Okay. Several of you. I don't know if you go on their website, uh, but their website shows how many people are downloading that. That is exciting. That is the word running. It's over 500 million. In fact, I checked last night and I thought I put a slide in here to show you. You can look it up. It's 505,810,285. Right? There's like less than 8 billion people in there. And this is running. This is running. This is running. And I, I, I kind of put that parallel to the growth of population. And it's not quite there. It's like two people are born every second, and then this one's like one every second. But it's getting there. This is the word running. The word is growing. And it doesn't have to be by technology. The word is growing in your life. The word is growing in my life. But it goes beyond that, that it would run, and then also be what? That it would run rapidly and be glorified. There's a difference there, right? I downloaded the Uversion app, and I rarely use it because I like a paper copy. Um, and, and so uh, some of you use it every day. But like, so this is the issue. Is it glorified? Are we listening to it? Are we giving it the reverence it deserves? That's an even deeper request. Lord, I do pray 
that your word would be available all over China, right? All throughout, it would just continue to run, and then people will respond in faith and repentance and believe this message of the gospel. That it would be glorified. I can tell my kids, kids, pick up your stuff. The child that honors their parents will pick it up immediately, sweetly, and completely, right? Because uh, what I say comes from me. Now, if you tell my kids to pick up their stuff, I don't care if they listen to you <laughs> in one sense, right? Uh, now, they're going to be gracious about that. But there's no authority there to a certain extent, right? Unless they're doing something bad. What if I'm okay with them having a messy room for that day? It's okay. Why do you tell them what to do? No. Right, there's authority structure. Same thing with our government, our state government, our federal government. There's an authority structure of who tells who what to do, and we recognize that as citizens of a family, as citizens of a state, as citizens of a country. But you know what? There is an overarching authority that I like calling cosmic laws. And those are the ones handed to us by our creator. And the whole world should listen to this word of the Lord. And, and there are repercussions for not listening and glorifying his word. And so I think we find ourselves in a place where our community no longer fears the word we have to lay foundation for what this word is. Who this God is who speaks to us and tells us to pick up our stuff. And as he does, then I glorify him through picking up my stuff. Whatever that is in your life, right? God speaks to us each day through his word and it's magnified. God is magnified as I magnify his word and listen to what he says. We're going to apply all this in just a moment in a very practical way. But let's move to the last one, from the action to the example. The example of advancement, there's the end of verse 2. What does he say? That it would spread rapidly, meaning it would run, and it would be glorified just what? As it did with you. And this is where we get the backstory. Uh, I love this story. This is my favorite, not my favorite, I shouldn't say that. But I love the book of Acts. And it's because of stories like this. Let's take a minute with this. Let me just read the backstory, and then we'll understand what's going on a little better. Um, as it did in Thessalonica. Okay, so Paul's up here. Thessalonica, he preaches the gospel. If you remember, he has a vision saying, go to Macedonia. He preaches to all these cities. He spends some time in Thessalonica, and he ends up at Corinth. But why did he leave Thessalonica? This is the backstory. Now, when they had traveled through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. According to Paul's custom, he went to them, and for three Sabbaths, so that's at least 14 days. Wait, no. One, two, three. At least 14 days. 21, but not 28. Explaining, give it evidence that Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead. The word spreading. This Jesus whom I'm proclaiming to you is the Messiah. So here's the word spreading all through Acts. That's what you read. Some of them believed, were persuaded in joining Paul and Silas, along with a large number of not just Jewish people, but Greek people. 
number of the leading women of the city. Okay, what's the response? Now, there's some leading Jewish officials, and there's also some Jewish folks that seem to, to dog Paul's steps, and this is what they do. Becoming jealous, taking along some wicked men from the marketplace. So they kind of they bring aside some of these folks, they hire them, right? They hire them to cause trouble, right? This is, this is just what happens. Sometimes, if you can't cause enough trouble by yourself, you have to hire some people. So they take along some wicked men from the marketplace, formed a mob, and set the city in uproar, attacking the house of Jason. They were seeking to bring them out to the people. When they did not find them, they began dragging Jason and some brethren before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have upset the world have come here also. And Jason has welcomed them. And they all act contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying there is this King Jesus. They stirred up the crowd and the city authorities who heard these things. When they had received a pledge from Jason and the others, they released them. The brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went to the synagogue of the Jews. Okay, so this is what's happening. Paul has been kicked out of Thessalonica for preaching the gospel for three weeks. He doesn't go back. And he gets anxious. He's, he's anxious about the sharing of the gospel. He's anxious about those ladies who heard the gospel and believed. He's anxious about Jason and the others. He actually is anxious. In fact, if you look at second, second, uh, 1 Thessalonians, let me just read this paragraph real quick. First Thessalonians, uh, yeah, chapter 3, verse 1, he says, Finally, when we could stand it no longer. So it's like, I waited and I waited. When I, I didn't hear from you, I couldn't stand it any longer. I stayed alone in Athens and we sent Timothy to visit you, to, to see, hear back from you. Um, and he says, but now Timothy has just returned, verse 6 of chapter 3 of 1 Thessalonians, has just turned, bringing us good news about your faith and love. Right? So he's like, oh, good. They're still continuing in the faith. That church was planted and spread and organized and formed into a gospel light in three weeks, four weeks max. Now that's awesome. In the face of opposition, you would say any church should have failed, any church plant should have failed, it should have been Thessalonica. Within just a few weeks, Paul's thrown out of the city. The leaders that were getting involved are threatened to be tortured. They're hurt. And God's word ran. God's word spread. God's word was unhindered. And that's the kind of thing he's saying. You know what? You guys are pretty good at this. Would you pray for me at Corinth now? Right? If, if I was there with three weeks for you, and, and you know what? I had to leave to Berea because they, they, they searched the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Sometimes we kind of you know, throw shame on the Thessalonians. Well, he's talking about the city there. The Christians there were strong. They continued to believe in the face of opposition. So he's saying, pray for me. Would you, I don't know how you guys did that. Pray for me. Pray that the word will spread here in Corinth because I'm facing some opposition. In fact, everywhere I go, people are opposing me. They're throwing me out. Would you pray for me? 
Would you devote yourself to prayer? Paul often ends his letters with appeal for the prayer of the word to move forward. Colossians 4, verse 2, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well that God will open a door for the word so that we may speak the mystery of Christ. Oh boy, we're running out of time. Um, I'll just, I'll summarize. I, I love Go Forth and Adoniram Judson, um, uh, Judson Taylor, Hudson Taylor, as he, as he encouraged the Goforths to move into a, a hostile area uh, that they had tried for years to take over. He said, you've got to move forward on your knees. And that's the only way they went forward. And so Goforth later testified, thus the Lord did break in pieces the gates of brass which had kept us so long from our promised land uh, with prayer. Let's pray that the Lord will do this. Three quick applications, and then we'll got to keep going here. But um, just as a church, and as individuals, and as a community, let me give you a few few ways that we can pray. Um, let's pray that the Lord will do this individually in our lives. That the Word will run and have free course in our lives in 2022. That we would not hinder it that we would not like attention to it, that we would not get so busy that we ignore it, but that we will let it have its work in our life. Let's pray that way. I pray that way for you. And so we're encouraging this. Uh, here is a Bible reading schedule. Okay, We just finished the McShane Bible reading schedule. And, and you can do whatever Bible reading schedule you want, as long as you do one. Uh, here is a chron- chronological one-year Bible, and so I'm just encouraging our church to do this. This year, in the back, these are for sale. We lose money on this, okay? So this is not to gain money. We lose money every time you buy one of these. They're $15 NLT and the New King James uh, if you want. Or you can take it on paper form, okay? So we'll put these in the back table. You don't have to do this one. I like this one. I'm going to try this one. Uh, And then we can kind of be in some of the same texts uh, together. But whatever it is, just make sure you are committed to getting into the Word this year, individually. Letting God, through His Holy Spirit, change your heart. Right? God's Spirit is alive and active today, yes, and He chooses to use a sword. What is His sword? Right? It's, in that, it's on the Bible app. Right? Why would you keep it in the sheath? Open it up. Open the Word each day. So let's pray for this for our church family. That's individually. Church family, I'm going to try to encourage us this way, right, that way. But also, what we're going to do is try to memorize Psalm 119 together. All right, just 170 verses. What we're going to do is a month at a time, okay? So Psalm 119.1 is our verse for January. Let's see. Let's just take a minute and let's get this down. You guys can do this. You're all so smart. Um, let's read this out loud together twice. Can we do that? Yes. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Let's try it again. Blessed are those Okay, one more time. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Okay, so we're going to try to do this, but I would encourage you to do is, is meditate on throughout the week. 
So we're going to do one verse each month of Psalm 119 that's all about the Word. Um, I've been doing this personally. It's been so helpful. Um, now, I have it memorized in the NLT, but let me just throw this out there as something to do. What, what I really find helpful is to picture it. And my English teacher in 10th grade taught me this, and I still remember it. We memorized a lot of Psalm 119 through pictures. And, and so this is a mnemonic device. You may say it's silly, but for me, verse 1 is hot dog bun. Verse 2 is shoe. Verse 3 is tree. Verse 4 is floor. Verse 5 is hive, beehive. And, and with that, I can, I can make a picture in my mind. This, is, this sounds silly, I'm sure. But let me, give me a second with this. Of number one, a hot dog bun. And what I do is I walk through verse one on a hot dog bun in my mind. And you can do that. You can do that. Depending, like, if you're a visual learner especially. Um, and so I see a, a happy face on the front of that hot dog bun. Because the new NLT says happy. But, but blessed, right? And then you just, go through, you just go through the phrases of that verse and you picture it. And maybe we'll do that together. Um, what's really cool is because you're picturing it, it's using more mind space. And as I have been tempted or as I've been anxious, I've gone to my verse memory. And because it brings up pictures in my mind that I have to focus on to read it, I no longer am anxious about anything. And so if something, if you have something that you're thinking about for 20 minutes straight and it's negative, then 30 minutes, like you, you shouldn't be doing that. It's not healthy. Right? So how do you stop it? How do you stop your brain from going down that pathway? Give it another pathway. And this is another way to really let the word take a hold of your mind. Or let's just say you're on your commute. You're wasting time. This is an awesome way to bring to your mind the words of God that will change you forever. All right, so we're going to do that as a church. Um, I would encourage you to do this individually. This is a church family. And then let's pray for our, church, for our community. Let's pray that the Lord will do this to our community as we reach out to our seven, right, seven potted plants. But, but you know, maybe you have 70 people that you are asking the Lord to, to work in their heart, uh, to save them, um, we, we do have this, uh, where are we here? Okay, we have a new series that we're, we're highlighting, and there are some cards at the back. What does it say? It says, who is Jesus? Okay, so these are the words of the Lord. We're going to summarize the Gospels in 15 weeks here at Grace, starting next Sunday, and, and look at all four Gospels and just summarize the ministry of Jesus from Christmas to Easter. Let's pray, let's pray that the word is received, the word about the Lord is received in our community in a special way. So, you know, we have 5,000 of these. Uh, you don't have to take 1,000, but you could take 10. Uh, you could take two. We'll pass out all 5,000 easily. I'm going to order 5,000 more. Thank you, Peggy, for designing these. Um, so, Take some of these and let's pray that our community responds. It's so worthless. All our efforts are so worthless. Preaching is worthless. In one sense, if it's word-focused, it's going to be powerful. But, but in one sense, it, the Spirit has to, to work through this. And so I would ask you, please pray that the Lord will use His Word in our community in a special way. Okay? One more time through Psalm 119.1, and we'll see who has it memorized, and then we'll finish up. Psalm 119.1, let's all say it. 
Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Who thinks you can quote that now? No looking. Anyone? Who's going to be brave in front of everybody here? We're all friends. Raise your hand and say, I'm willing to make a mistake. All right, Sarah. All right, very good. So I have a gift for you. Okay, so I, I didn't plan this. I gave everybody a shot. So, Sarah, you get, you get one of these books as a gift. But I already have one. Let's try one more person. Okay, I have a gift. Who's going to try it? Who else will be brave? Brazen, as it were. Talk in front of all these 20 people. Okay, Amber had her hand up first. I'm sorry. All right, very good, Amber. Okay, good job. I have a book for you here. And this book is awesome, too. It'll change your life. Uh, excellent. Okay, see how easy that is? And we just gave 20 seconds to it. All right, so let's keep doing that. We'll keep reviewing that one through January, and then by the end of the year, we'll have 12 done. That'll be good. All right. Ah, uh, boy, keep moving here. We, we've got a... He's, he's saying... Um, okay, Why? And that, this is the second request, that we will be rescued from perverse and evil men, for not all have faith. Okay. What does he need? He needs rescue from these people who are trying to kill him, because he's speaking the words of the faith. So what does he need? He needs rescue. Why is it needed? Because, and this is what I thought was really fascinating, because not all have faith. If I could just tie this all together. Um, why is there opposition to the word, Paul? Because all do not have the faith. And so there are two amazing truths that jump out at us. There is an expectation of opposition to the light. As you live your Christian life, don't be surprised if people don't get you. Don't be surprised if the, the words of the gospel don't make sense or... Like, don't be up in arms with the immorality you see around you. Or, why is the television broadcasting so wicked? Don't be surprised about the wicked politicians or right, your, your professors espousing atheism. Don't be surprised about that. Paul wasn't surprised. Why would we be surprised? Because not all have the faith. We should expect opposition. We should expect persecution. We should expect kickback from the word moving forward. Okay? So, uh, the, the big idea there is there, there's an expectation of opposition, but this is what I love. There is a solution expected to. If all have the faith, there will be no opposition. And so this is the big solution to all our world's problem is that all people have the faith. That the word spreads, the words of the faith, the faith of Jesus spreads to everyone in your neighborhood, everyone on your hall in your apartment, everyone in your classroom, everyone at your workspace, or that's coming through your Zoom meetings. All of them have the faith. And all of a sudden as that happens, there is no more relationship strain. There's no more marital conflict. There's no more racial tension, injustice, crime, Punishment of crime. The solution to all of these things is not more education. It's not our politicians finally getting the, 
the, the silver bullet that took all, care of all the, the, the solution is the word. And when everyone comes to the faith of Jesus Christ, it, we will have Eden again. We will have Eden again. Now, you read your Bible, it will, it will, Jesus will impose that one day. But we don't know there are times of great mercy and grace where the Lord allows communities like Queens, like New York City, to come to the faith to such an extent that it changes everything. And it begins to feel a little bit more like Eden because it's not based on us, it's based on God. Because the Lord is faithful. This is the foundation. The Lord will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. It's based on the character of God. And as the character of God develops inside of us, we change as well. We are out of time. Uh, I just I, I end with the, the, the story, and I'm, I'm just going to mention the story and not even read it. But Jeremy Lanfear, 1857, started a prayer meeting for this reason. Six people came to the first one because there was a rough time they were going through. Eventually, banks failed, and then thousands of people are coming to this prayer meeting, and it spreads all around the world. That started in Manhattan, right? Realizing the word needs to spread, so what do we need to do? We need to pray. Society's falling apart. What are we going to do? We're going to pray. What are we going to pray for society to get its act together, for people to finally vote in the right politicians or the wrong politicians? No. Our society will get together as people pray and God straightens our hearts out through the power of his word. That's how the word will run and that's how it's run. Really, every century we see one of these and we're about ready for another one. So in 2022, let's do this as a church. Let's pray that the word will run in us individually families, our church family, and then also in our community. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Let's all talk to the Lord about this. I'll be standing in the back, be happy to pray with you if you'd like to talk about this further. But let's all respond to God's word uh, as his spirit leads.